Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome back to another hour of the weekend edition of Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Our lines are open, 877-726-8255, our number. we got lots to talk about this hour. We're going to revisit the controversy over whether alcohol is good for you, potentially it helps your heart, or whether it's bad for you. It's a toxic poison that can increase the risk of strokes and cancer and all manner of harm. That is an ongoing controversy for as long as I've been in the field of nutrition. And uh, alcohol, uh, for better or for worse, is a nutrient that people worldwide consume a lot of. 877-726-8255. We'll take uh, a call momentarily. But uh, this, is, this is Passover week. Uh, it's also uh, Easter coming up, Palm Sunday, and then uh, Easter. And so... Uh, Jews uh, all over the world, if they're uh, health conscious, uh, may face a dilemma at Passover, uh, especially with the increasing popularity of low-carb dieting, because the traditional Passover meal, the Seder, calls for consumption of matzah in lieu of conventional baked goods. The idea is that you remove the leavening and you just mix flour and water and you bake it, like the ancient uh, Israelites did. Uh, they put the stuff on their backs, according to the story, as they fled from Pharaoh, and the sun baked the bread, and there was the origins of matzah. But uh, there's also this tradition of having something called matzah ball soup, uh, which are these uh, plump balls that sit in a delicious chicken consomme and are really at the heart of a lot of holiday meals for Jewish people. Uh, matzah ball soup, the matzah balls are actually made with matzah meal, whose sole ingredient is finely ground matzah. And that means more high glycemic index carbs. So some ingenious culinary mavens have come up with an alternative for those who want to enjoy their matzah balls while maintaining fidelity to keto. And it's entitled a non-kosher recipe for lower carb matzah balls for chicken soup. They hasten to add a warning. It is not kosher. It comes to us from carbsmart.com. And check this out. The chief ingredient substituting for the matzah meal, crushed pork rinds. So not kosher. <laughs> so this brings up the question of what orthodoxy is it more important to adhere to? Kosher or keto? And actually, it's been said that for every Jew, there are two opinions. Uh, we are a disputatious people. Well, I think, let me offer a suggestion. There may be a way to reconcile these seemingly mutually exclusive options. Because a traditional Eastern European Jewish delicacy is something called gribbenus. And gribbenus 
These are deep fried chicken skins, which are comparable to pork rinds, right? It's actually the you know, collagenous material on the exterior of the body of pigs versus the collagenous skin on chickens, and it can come from kosher chickens. They bear a passing resemblance to pork rinds when fried, and I'm told they can even be used as a bacon substitute in what are called GLTs. Get it? Gribbonous lettuce and tomato sandwiches. So, potentially, and I haven't tried this, you're welcome to give me some feedback if you do this. Ground up and using the right mix of ingredients, they might be incorporated into matzo balls. But here's my concern. Would they turn out as light and fluffy as the ones that my grandma used to make for Passover? I kind of doubt it. And uh, <laughs> they might turn into deadly weapons that uh, the kids might fling at one another. Uh, as they run around the Seder table. 877-726-8255, our number. And we get a lot of recorded calls to that number. You can call us during the program, or you can record a question, as, as did this individual. Let's hear it. Uh, I have a question about vitamin D. Uh, believe it or not, my endocrinologist just told me that my vitamin D level is too high. It's actually came in at 81, and she thought that was too high. She actually told me to stop taking it for a couple of months. Just wanted your opinion if if there if that is correct that 81 is a bit too high. Okay, you know that's a very interesting question, and you know I think that uh, some of this comes from a misunderstanding about vitamin D because actually endocrinologists are the type of doctors who should have the best understanding about vitamin D. I would imagine that orthopedic surgeons, uh, you know, dealing with bones and joint replacements, uh, probably have less of an understanding of vitamin D, but endocrinologists are really into uh, hormones and vitamin D is a, a pro-hormone. And so I would expect uh, better from an endocrinologist. The, the norms for vitamin D, um, according to the scale that you're using probably, uh, 20 or less is is frankly deficient and can be very harmful in terms of health. Uh, less than 30 has also been associated with increased risk for certain problems. Uh, an optimal range is 30 or greater, up to 100 where toxicity can occur, but rarely does. Uh, I would say that 80 is a good level, and I would be very happy if patients presented to me with levels of 80. I would let that go. Occasionally, patients become overzealous, and they come in with a level of like 120 or something like that, and they say, cut back. And usually, I don't say stop. I might say, if you're taking 5,000 or 10,000 a day, you know, go back to taking 1,000 or 2,000 a day for a while, and then we'll recheck you. Uh, the other possibility is that you can cut back on certain days of the week. You can take your normal dose five days a week during weekdays, and on weekends, give it a break. Uh, but I don't even think you need to do that. Keep in mind, though, that warmer months are coming and we are going to get some sun exposure. And particularly if you're going south on vacation, you're going to get a big dollop of vitamin D production in your skin. And then it becomes less necessary to take oral vitamin D. But I don't think it's a problem. And I'm not going to lambaste that endocrinologist because actually uh, there are some studies that suggest that more is not better with vitamin D. If you become overzealous with vitamin D, there may actually be 
uh, a counterproductive effect on bone density. You know, as with many things, there's kind of a bell-shaped curve. Too little is bad. Too much is bad. And right in the middle, there's kind of a Goldilocks effect, maybe at 60, 70, up to 80 or so, where you're going to get a beneficial effect on bones. Uh, I can share with you a study. Here's a good point to, um, good segue to a study on vitamin D for diabetes risk. And what they did in this study, uh, it's entitled Effective Average Vitamin D Level on Diabetes Risk. Um, and it's a randomized clinical trial in people with prediabetes. In other words, they don't have diabetes. They may have a hemoglobin A1C of 5.9 or 6.1. Uh, 6.5 is considered diabetes. Uh, so these people are probably overweight. They have insulin resistance. They're susceptible to cardiovascular disease, uh, stroke and cancer, and fatty liver. So they did a trial where they gave 4,000 IUs of vitamin D versus placebo on these individuals. And these, keep in mind, these individuals were highly likely to progress to diabetes because they already had prediabetes. And what they found was that among people with prediabetes, uh, particularly for black and white race groups, I guess maybe Asians or Hispanics were an exception to this, uh, the optimal uh, vitamin D level may be greater than 40 to optimize diabetes prevention efforts. Uh, so they actually found an effect of supplementation. And this is an interesting study because sometimes some studies show that people have low vitamin D are more prone to problems, whether it's heart disease, whether it's stroke, whether it's diabetes, fatty liver, etc. But it's a known fact that people who are obese have extra body fat because the fat cells sequester vitamin D, that their blood levels of vitamin D may be lower. So you might say, well, okay, we see correlation. Low vitamin D levels are associated with these problems. But what about if we gave vitamin D to these people? Well, that's what they did in the study. They gave them 4,000 international units, which is a pretty robust dose of vitamin D. And they found a benefit in terms of diabetes prevention. And the threshold was greater than 40. Uh, you're at 80, so you're in a good place. I'm thinking you should stick to your guns. I got to say, I you know, disagree with the opinion of the endocrinologist. I doubt if there's anything going on with you where a level of 80 is not going to be in your interest. 877-726-8255, our number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoppinStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoppinStore.com. DearHoppinStore.com. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, wait. We wash our nose? 
Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter your body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R dot com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Back to Intelligent Medicine, Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you. Our number 877-726-8255 this hour or anytime you like during the week, you can record a question. Uh, We'll take the calls as they come in this hour. Uh, The age-old question about uh, alcohol, is it good for you? Is it bad for you? Uh, it's been touted in terms of its uh, health benefits. It was once thought that uh, we should encourage people to drink a glass or two of red wine every day and that alcohol intake could prevent cardiovascular disease and really wasn't so bad. And then studies came along that suggested that any alcohol is poison, concerning studies that show that uh, women who drink even a couple of drinks a week are at higher risk for breast cancer, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, as I get older, I find I'm drinking less. Uh, I can go for weeks at a time without a drink. I I generally drink socially. Uh, I, you know, years ago, I used to come home after a tough day in the office, uh, make myself a little cocktail, relax, catch the news. But uh, I I no longer seem to need to do that. Uh, I did, however, enjoy a celebratory beer uh, after diving recently on a vacation, usually you do two dives with one boat trip out to the dive sites. And after the first dive, you just come up and, you know, you have a little snack and then you go down again. And after your second dive, you come up and there's just nothing more exhilarating than when you get back on the boat with your dive mates and you congratulate yourselves. Uh, they open up a bottle of beer for you, hand you a beer, and you clink bottles and wish everybody on the boat, uh, international group, usually French, Germans, uh, uh, people speaking Spanish, uh, even Israelis from time to time. You say cheers, sante, prosit, uh, l'chaim, whatever. And uh, it, it's just a great custom. It's just no feeling. Uh, like that. You just exhilarated from your dives and then a little shot of beer as the wind rushes past you as you go back uh, to have a big lunch. So uh, there's a big article here in the Wall Street Journal, which summarizes it very nicely. The headline, a little alcohol won't kill you or make you stronger. So that's usually the way it turns out. It's, you know, not one extreme or the other. There's no definitive answer to the question. Uh, the study was published in the journal JAMA Network Open, analyzing, get this, 107 studies on the effect of alcohol in nearly 5 million people. They found that no amount of alcohol consumption led to longer life than among people who never drank. But, and there was a threshold, you could drink as much as 45 grams of alcohol 
per day without ill effects as a male. For women, it was a little less. That That's the equivalent to three glasses of wine or three glasses of beer or maybe a, a shot or two of spirits. Among women, anything more than 25 grams of alcohol increase their risk of dying sooner. So women have less tolerance for the ill effects of alcohol. And, of course, alcohol is linked to more than 200 diseases, liver disease and brain disease. And, you know, there, there definitely are some deleterious effects of alcohol. Uh, interesting, the rates of deaths involving alcohol in the U.S. rose a record 25% during the pandemic in 2020. Per, and, well, we can imagine why. I mean, they shut the gyms, but they kept the liquor stores open. <laughs> there was like an essential service. You had to get your booze because you were locked down. And there was a lot of stress, a lot of boredom, and people drank more. Uh, perhaps per capita alcohol consumption measured as gallons of pure alcohol per per, per, per person rose 3% in 2020. That's the largest increase in more than 50 years. So they said there is something going on here, though. There's something called the sick quitter effect. And while it may appear that some people are healthier because they don't drink alcohol uh, or that they're healthier when they drink alcohol, it may be that some sick people quit it because they're sick. And therefore, it appears that people who drink alcohol are healthier. And that effect can actually magnify the supposed benefits of alcohol and it's plagued previous studies. So that's they're correcting for this. But of course, not to mention the social problems that alcohol causes. We tried that after World War I. It was called prohibition. It worked out badly. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. You've heard me talk about Vital Nutrients. They've developed BCQ, a powerful herbal and proteolytic formula that supports a healthy inflammatory response. The nutrients in this distinctive formula also support gastrointestinal function and help maintain healthy connective tissue. BCQ combines boswellia and curcumin with quercetin, a potent flavonoid, and bromelain, a proteolytic enzyme for a healthy inflammatory response in joints, sinus, and the digestive tract. For more information and order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co. If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain function, heart health, and full body performance. But you'd have to eat five or more ordinary bars a day to get those benefits. Flava Naturals chocolate, cocoa powder, and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of a typical dark chocolate bar. I use it every day. For more information and order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you. 877-726-8255, our number during the program and whatever you'd like to call and record a question. This is a study on magnesium. Headline, higher magnesium intake linked to lower dementia risk. So big problem. In 2019, 57 million people globally had dementia. But by 2050, this figure is expected to soar nearly threefold to 153 million. And there's currently no cure for dementia. They've got some drugs. They're very expensive. 
they don't really work that well. And we have no long-term studies on what's going to happen to the people who take these drugs. They have side effects, can be very expensive, need to be injected. So we really need to focus on lifestyle for prevention of dementia. Exercise helps. Diet has been shown to help. Many studies on the benefits of a Mediterranean diet show that that can slow the progression of dementia, prevent Alzheimer's disease to a certain extent. So this study is on magnesium. She just found that a higher magnesium intake is linked to lower dementia risk. And in this study that was published in the European Journal of Nutrition, they compared the intake of 350 milligrams versus 550 milligrams of magnesium daily. Now, I will caution you that this study is not about magnesium supplementation. It's about magnesium acquired from the diet. Magnesium is primarily found in dietary sources in things like green leafy vegetables, in diets that are extremely poor and high in ultra-processed foods, magnesium is virtually absent. And so this magnesium study might be a surrogate for a study looking at dietary quality because foods that are whole and not processed, even whole grains, deliver a relatively high amount of magnesium. Plants, very rich in magnesium, uh, animal products less likely to deliver sufficient levels of magnesium. Magnesium deficiency, by the way, is extremely common among Americans, according to the N. Haynes survey, a national survey of nutritional intakes. And that has to do with the American diet. And also, magnesium is depleted by stress. It's depleted by certain medications, particularly diuretics. And so magnesium deficiency, big problem. Also, magnesium insufficiency, if you're not outright deficient, which can cause extreme muscle weakness and heart problems, arrhythmias, and muscle cramps, you might be magnesium insufficient. So this study, what they found was, and it's quite remarkable, uh, they found that increasing magnesium intake by 41% could improve brain health, preserve cognitive ability, and lower dementia risk. Uh, there was, uh, let's see the statistic here. Uh, there was uh, an astounding 37% uh, uh, reduction in the risk of dementia in individuals consuming the highest amount of magnesium. They found that consuming over 550 milligrams of magnesium daily is linked to a roughly one year younger brain by age 55 then consuming less, 350 milligrams per day, which is not negligible. That's close to the average daily intake. And so uh, this uh, study is convincing about the benefits of magnesium. And, you know, and I'm not discouraging people from taking additional magnesium. I personally do recommend it to my patients, especially patients who are subject to stress or on medication who are on poor diets. Uh, magnesium can be extremely beneficial for blood pressure which certainly has an impact on the risk of brain deterioration. 877-726-8255. While we're talking about supplements, uh, you can find a lot of the supplements I talk about here on Intelligent Medicine, you know, virtually a dozen different types of magnesium, uh, different 
forms magnesium glycinate, magnesium threonate, magnesium citrate, which is, in my opinion, works best for constipation, less well absorbed. Find them at my full script dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. Of course, we stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. These are the very same supplements I prescribe to my patients to take myself. And, you know, you might say, well, I just Google it, you know, and I find a lot of bargains on Amazon. Amazon has virtually all the same supplements, sometimes at bargain prices. But there's a concern about the uh, safety, potency, shelf life of some of the supplements that are for sale on Amazon. They're really quality control is pretty abysmal. You know, the Amazon River is deep and wide, but it's also muddy. There's a lot of debris in it. Uh, it's enormous. And that's kind of what the Amazon marketplace is like. Uh, Fullscript is a dedicated marketplace for your supplement needs. Buying through Fullscript offers fast, free shipping. It's safe, secure, and includes world-class customer service. So go to drhoffmanstore.com to register for Fullscript. You could shop there for your supplement needs. 877-726-8255. While we're talking about the brain, blueberries have been reputed to be beneficial for the brain. And this study is just out from the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. Wild blueberry polyphenols can improve vascular function and cognitive performance in healthy older males and females. It's a double-blind randomized control trial. So they gave whole blueberry powder, I'm sorry, wild blueberry powder, equivalent to 178 grams of fresh weight. Uh, I guess this is this a way to consume blueberries in a powder form uh, where you don't have to go through the expense of buying fresh blueberries and you get a concentrate of the beneficial proanthocyanidins that are not destroyed when the stuff is flash frozen and made into a powder. You know, I'm not big into fruit and veggie pills, but in this case it worked. Uh, so daily intake of this wild blueberry powder improved vascular and cognitive function. It also decreased 24 ambulatory systolic blood pressure in healthy older individuals. That's a problem because it's the second number that's higher in, as you age. So this suggests that wild Blueberry polyphenols may reduce future cardiovascular disease risk in older individuals and may improve episodic memory processes and executive functioning in older adults at risk of cognitive decline. So I get them fresh, but they're not always available. They're not always organic. Sometimes you go to the store and I don't want conventional blueberries because they're sprayed with all kinds of pesticides and herbicides. Um, and they can be pricey, especially in winter. But, uh, as an alternative, organic wild blueberry powder can be part of your daily cognitive support regimen. Uh, this item is on another familiar supplement, curcumin. According to this study, curcumin inhibits the formation of atherosclerosis in mice with the APOE gene. Okay, the APOE gene is a gene which predisposes to atherosclerosis, and Alzheimer's disease. And how it does that is kind of interesting. We know that curcumin is anti-inflammatory, but the way it worked in this study, it suppresses something called 
cytomegalovirus. Now you may say, well, yeah, that's kind of some rare virus that I haven't heard of, but virtually all of us have been exposed to cytomegalovirus. And many of us, uh, as with various viruses, they can be chronic. And cytomegalovirus has been associated with inflammation. It's been associated with neurological disease. And it turns out that curcumin does a pretty good job at suppressing cytomegalovirus. Uh, they, it, our results showed, they say, that curcumin inhibited CMV replication and proliferation and reduced intracellular free radical overproduction, decreased the release of inflammatory cytokines, and downregulated the NF-kappa-B signaling pathway, which is associated with a lot of neurodegenerative diseases. Uh, curcumin also, interestingly, reduced levels of LDL cholesterol, total cholesterol, and triglycerides, and significantly decreased the formation of atherosclerotic plaque in the aorta, reduced fat deposition in the liver, and inflammatory damage in heart, lung, and kidney in these experiments in mice. Now, what applies to mice? Caveat here, didn't necessarily apply in humans, but uh, mice are mammals. They have similar organs and blood vessels and brains. And so it's an interesting study that suggests there may be ancillary benefits to the curcumin that you take for knee pain, or joint pain, or brain protection. 877-726-8255 or number. This is Intelligent Medicine. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep. A real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their reserve collection. A gummy. The reserve collection is a specifically curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids, rich and bold. The Reserve Collection products elicit strong feelings of calm, comfort, and relief when intense support is needed. Enjoy a deeper CBD experience with Plus CBD's Reserve Collection of oils, soft gels, and now gummies. All of their products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new reserve collection gummies. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. We put the power in probiotics. We were the first to emphasize the importance of postbiotic metabolites in creating and maintaining the biodiversity of flora in the gut microbiome for optimal digestion, gut brain, immune, and hormonal health. Multi-year fermentation is key in producing the postbiotic metabolites that are found in exceptional probiotics like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Healthy fruits and vegetables are fermented, resulting in over 500 postbiotic metabolites for optimum digestive and immune support. So don't rely on a simple claim that the product has 50 billion or more CFUs. That is not the hallmark of how to gauge a powerful probiotic. Instead, look for diversity. Look for fermentation. Look for postbiotics. Look for Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are certified vegetarian and free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics today at fine health retailers everywhere and online. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number. We have a caller, Lisa from Michigan. How you doing? 
Hi, Dr. Hoffman. Um, I'm in my 70s, and I've been having these weird episodes uh, where I would feel like, like I'm freezing, and then I'll feel like a heat going rising from my neck up to my head. And during that period of time, I would take my blood pressure, and it would uh, show that it rises quite high, like 180-something over 70-something. And then within maybe five minutes or so, it starts to drop. It can drop like maybe 30 or 40 points with that top number. And so I, I mentioned this to my doctor. He sent me to a cardiologist, and I had these tests done, and he uh, put me on a beta blocker, and I'm on mm-hmm. a blood pressure pill. Yep. And my gastroenterologist, I talked to her about it too. She's telling me that she believes it's coming from GERD. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. theory. You know, so you know what you have is you have inter- intermittent high blood pressure, and, and blood pressure is sometimes caused called the silent killer. You know, you may have high blood pressure and be unaware of it, but you actually get these kind of surges. And high blood pressure sometimes occurs in relationship to a painful stimulus or external stress, but also internal stress. And then a form of internal stress might be a bout of GERD or reflux that is triggering a a kind of a reaction in your nervous system, maybe through your vagus nerve, uh, that is very highly represented in your GI tract. And I think I kind of like that theory by the gastro that there's a GERD component to this. Now, the medication you're taking, a beta blocker, is actually very successful at keeping the lid on these types of reactions. And presumably you're having less spikes in your blood pressure. You'll have to check it from time to time when you have these sensations. Uh, but, you know, the other thing that you might do is address the GERD, you know, through a dietary approach or by taking DGL or by taking aloe gel or some of the supplements that are helpful for GERD or reflux, a really common problem. Did, so did, were you put on meds for the GERD? Uh, well, she's always wanted me to go on like Prilosec or um, Pepsid. She told me try Pepsid, but I was always very leery about them. Because no, I understand. Understandably. I yeah, understandably, you know, because they, um, they can cause osteoporosis, they can cause magnesium deficiency, right. which will worsen your high blood pressure. Uh, and so, you know, you need to go on a GERD diet. We'll look for, you know, the obvious culprits, which are coffee and spicy food and, you know, really fatty meals. Uh, but you're probably already avoiding those things. Uh, sometimes going on a low-carb diet can be helpful. You know, Dr. Atkins noticed that when putting patients on a low-carb diet for cardiovascular purposes and weight loss, a lot of the patients reported, my GERD is better because their GERD was the result of fermentation of carbohydrates in their stomach, and the fermentation produces gas, and that gas causes food contents to upchuck into your esophagus. So a GERD diet you know, they're variations on that theme, but sometimes going low carb can make a difference. Uh, also, uh, the supplement DGL, deglycerinated licorice can be helpful. Uh, marshmallow extract can be a helpful ingredient to use. Uh, aloe gel or aloe juice can be helpful to soothe the discomfort associated with that. But um, yeah, I think we're on the right track is you've had some sort of painful stimulus that causes your blood pressure to spike. And I think that that kind of makes sense. The good news is that, you know, with the medication and by alleviating your GERD, you can prevent the adverse effects of high blood pressure on your heart, your brain, your blood vessels over time. 
So interesting call. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. 877-726-8255. Of course, our number uh, as the show wanes, you may have less of a chance to call, but you can always call 877-726-8255 and record a question during the week, and we'll take that question next week. And uh, a reminder, also, if you want to email us questions, you can email questions to questions at drhoffman.net, and we'll take them up on a future podcast, our weekly Q&A with Layla. And now this, as you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD, cannabidiol, to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep. It's a real breakthrough in herbal products. I think the mo- one of the most significant ones of the current decade. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation, Plus CBD Daily Balance THC free. Daily Balance is a daily use supplement that provides the benefits of CBD without the concern of other cannabinoids like THC causing unwanted effects. Daily Balance contains the purest form of hemp-derived CBD in high concentrations to help you overcome intense challenges to mental and physical well-being. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and look at their full range of products. You can use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Daily Balance THC-free line of oil, soft gels, and gummies. No need to worry about THC in your supplements. All right, uh, this item, you know, uh, E. coli is notorious for causing Montezuma's revenge. You know, diarrhea, gastrointestinal upset. But here's a new angle on it. Comes to us uh, in a story recently this week from the New York Times. Contaminated meat is the surprising cause of some UTIs. Now you might say, well, I'm not putting a, you know, raw hamburger meat down under, you know, where I have a urinary tract. How does it get there? Well, it gets there via your GI tract. There's a close approximation between your GI tract and your urinary tract down there in your pelvis. And you can, you can actually consume E. coli in poorly prepared meat, or perhaps if you're not careful with a cutting board or washing your hands when you're handling raw meat, uh, even certain vegetables may pack a wallop of E. coli. So be careful about consuming because it may not cause immediate GI symptoms, but at the same time, these bacteria uh, can enter the urethra and infect the urinary tract. So an unsuspected cause of frequent urinary tract infections may actually be uh, uh, E. coli from foodborne sources. Well, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, we've got lots more podcasts available to you during the week, and you can find them at drhoffman.com. You can follow our Intelligent Medicine podcast in your favorite podcast app and get new episodes every weekday. Also, follow me on Facebook and Twitter for the latest health news and fully vetted product recommendations. And, of course, you can subscribe to the Intelligent Medicine newsletter for in-depth articles on the most relevant health stories directly into your inbox. Check out drhoffman.com, the hub for all things intelligent medicine. Thanks very much for joining us. A happy holiday to you. Have a great weekend.